Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast and our third entry into the um, Spooktober season. Um, funnily enough, we are recording this the day before Halloween. Um, I believe the day I will be releasing this episode, like, not too long. Um, this, for, like, October, has probably been, like, the fastest month all year. Um, like, October's gonna be done in two days, and I feel like it just started. Yeah, Um, it's been crazy. I mean, obviously we've been, like, really busy, like, doing, like, a theater show. Um, so, like, that's, you know, added some stress onto it, but I feel like it's, I've, like, seen this around, like, everywhere of just, like, something about this October specifically has just been very strange. Like, it doesn't really feel like it's, like, a Halloween season, you know, like it normally does. Not even a little bit. And it's, it's very sad. I really hope Christmas does not have that problem. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I mean, I got plans. I'm going to, like, a little party tomorrow, but, I mean, that'll be it, and then Halloween will be over for this year. Um, so, before we, you know, get into the movie, um, there's a few things, um, I do want to talk about. First, um, I'm gonna get this out of the way because it's a very big thing going on right now in the, the entertainment business, um... Which is, um, about two days ago from recording this, uh, the Friends actor, Matthew Perry, passed away. Um, I found this out while in the movies, and it was, um, a very tough pill to swallow. I mean, we've talked about, like, Friends versus How I Met Your Mother before, but I think out of the two, Chandler is probably my favorite character out of, like, all those combined. Um, He carried Friends. Absolutely. Like, even in, like, the later seasons where the show kind of, like, went off the rails a little bit, he stayed consistent. Like, stayed really funny. And it just, it's terrible. Um, It's it's weird, because, like, you know, all, like, there's, like, celebrity deaths where, like, people in their own ways, like, grieve for them, you know? Because it's, like... It could be, like, an actor or a singer who had, like, a a role in their childhood. And I feel like I'm on, like, a similar basis where, like, for some reason I'm grieving this celebrity. Because, like, Chandler, like, the character, play, plays such a role in, like, my kind of mannerisms and the way I act most of the time. Um... So it, it, I was, it stunk, um, I was kind of freaking out about it, you know, I was like, I, like, it didn't, when I first, like, read it, it didn't really feel real, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel like, I thought it was fake news, or I thought, I, I didn't even know what to think, I was, for, like, the next 30 minutes after that, I was hoping, hoping it was, like, that little Tay, like, little Tay situation, where, like, a few hours later, it's gonna, like, come out that he wasn't dead and it was all fake, and I was just ready for that to happen, and it has not, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, I think this is going to spark a bigger interest in Friends over the next few weeks. I think that is um, that is definitely going to happen. I've seen a bunch of Friends clips pop up on Instagram, so... You know, it's nice, you know, respecting what he did. I do want to... I do have an urge to go get his book now, you know... Um, mm-hmm. 
Also, have you seen his, like, past Instagram posts? Like, the last three he posted, like, things? No, but, um, I know that, uh, right before he died is whenever he started to finally realize that he wanted to turn his life around. Um, like, the, the Instagram posts are just very cryptic, very weird. Um, one Let's is, like... One's, like, a picture of, um, like, a saint of, like, Batman from the Batman. One's a picture of the stars, I believe. It's just very strange, you know? <gasps> oh, my gosh. He doesn't... He said that he hates fame. What if he just didn't die and he's just, you know, starting over? I... I... I want to believe that. I doubt it. Um, but, like, there's one where it's, like, he just put, like, three, I think, cranberries on a table. Um, he had this obsession with Batman for, like, a few days, like, a week. I, I don't know. Like, it's just so strange. And his last post is him in a jacuzzi. Which is awful to think about. Um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel real. I'm... It's just very, very, you know, tragic. He, I hope he rests in peace. Um, moving on, because I mentioned how I was, I was in the movies when I found out. Um, and that was because I was in the movies watching the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Um, one of the most controversial movies to come out this year, I'd say. Um, there have been a lot of negative things to come out of this movie, like, reviews-wise. Um, and I really liked it. Um, but that may be because I had one of the most insane theater experiences of my life. Um, there was probably about 40 to 50 people in that theater. Um, it was, like, one of the big theaters, too. And, like, any time, like, a kill happened, or, like, a cameo popped up, or really the animatronics did anything, the theater went nuts. Like, they would scream. Dude, the cameos were so good. I was so happy. Uh, I, I hate that, um, well, I'm, it's good for him that uh, Markiplier is currently directing his own movie, because if it wasn't for that, we would have had a cameo of him. But hopefully he will be back for the sequel. Um, he but better. No, um, there's a, there's one YouTuber, a uh, Corey something. I love where Corey I, I knew he was in it. I didn't know who he was, but when he popped up, never has a theater been so loud. Like, cheers. You don't know Corey, bro? I, the most I have gotten from, like, FNAF is Game Theory. So I got really excited oh, when he Corey popped up. Corey is amazing. I love Corey. Um, a bunch of people got excited for him. Um... But, like, they were cheering for everything. Like, they were laughing at every joke. It was just a fantastic experience. Um, but the movie was good. I think it could have been fleshed out a little bit. I think there was a lot of needed um, scenes for Matthew Lillard. He was not in it nearly as much as I think he should have been. Because, um, I mean, he's Matthew Lillard. And anytime he plays any kind of villain, you just want more of it. Um, but I, I think I enjoyed it. It's not the... The greatest movie in the world. I, I can I can understand why people hate it, even though I think they just don't like fun if they're hating on it. No, it was so good. I loved it. But you saw it? Yeah, I saw oh. it. I saw it the same day you saw it. Oh. 
Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but I also watched one more movie yesterday that I, I really want to talk about. And it's a movie called The Holdovers. And if you don't know what it's about, um, nope. it's about this uh, academy in, like, New England. Um, that, at, like, every winter break for two weeks, the students go off and they get to do Christmas stuff. They get to be with their families. But there's always, like, a group of kids who have to stay back just because of, like, family reasons or they just, you know, can't go home. Um, they are called the Holdovers. And this year, you get, um, the person, there's always a teacher and a cook that has to stay over to, like, help these kids. Um, and the teacher that stays back is one that's, like, really grumpy and just kind of done with life. And the cook, um, is someone recently grieving over her lost son. And, um, so it ends up being, like, a group of, like, five boys, but... Due to um, some circumstances, it ends up being just one who is just, you know, one of those, like, rebellious, kind of, like, emotionally challenged kids, you know? Oh, um, I think I've seen the trailer for this. It is a, you know, Christmas movie, and so about a m few weeks ago, I was scrolling through the Regal app, as I, I do on a normal basis. Um... Because, like, I was, like, seeing, like, what's coming up if, like, any movies have, like, popped up on the coming soon. Because, like, kind of gets me prepared for what's coming. Because not all movies show near me. Um, and it popped up that, like, on, like, this one Sunday at 2 o'clock, they were having an early access screening of it. So, like, I immediately got the ticket. And I got to see it yesterday. And it is one of the best movies I have seen all year. Um, even in October. It is just really comforting to hear Christmas music in, like, a big theater, you know? Um, also, because this is really cool, um, one of the actors in the movie was in my theater. What? That was really cool. Um, and you actually, I don't know if you'd recognize him, but you would, like, know what he did. He was in the black phone. He was, do you remember a scene in the black phone where it's, like, this, like, really rough kid. He was, like, playing pinball or something. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, he was in my theater. He's in the movie, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I think he lives in, like, Wilmington, so it's not too far. But that was really cool. So, like, his did parents... Did you say hi? I did not say hi to him, but um, I got into the theater, and, like, they were laughing and, like, joking around, like, him and his family. And I kind of sit down. I'm just relaxing. And they kind of get up, and they, like... The wife and the husband are talking to each other. It's like, hey, should we tell him? And then she turns around to me, and she's like, hey, uh, just not to bother you, but, like, our son's in the movie, so if, like, we're talking, that's what it's about. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I, like, looked it up. He was, like, at the top, one of the top of the cast list. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then, so sweet, and then a though. friend, and then oh. a friend who I was talking to yesterday, like, replied to my story about seeing the movie, and she said that she is, he is, like, her neighbor. So... Yeah, I don't know what's, but that, I just went to that whole spiral, but, um, it's called The Holdovers. It comes out, I believe, in two weeks from this Friday, and if you can, go, go see it. I say that about every movie we talk about on this, but de absolutely see it. I do believe it will be a Christmas classic. It is just amazing. It is top three of the year, in my opinion. I teared up in the theater. Just, you gotta see it. It's just a masterpiece, honestly. 
Um, and speaking of masterpieces, um, today for our third horror movie, we will be talking about, um, well, um, for other movies we have done on this podcast, and then an episode that's coming out right after this one on, on Halloween, I talk about what I think are, like, the best horror movies, quote-unquote, like, objectively, but the one we are talking about today is what I would call my personal favorite, because today we're talking about the 2022 film, Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why, back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pitches could move, we had skin in the game. a bad miracle. They got work for that. So, Nope was released in July of 2022. It was directed by Jordan Peele, and it stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea, Michael Rincott, and Steven Yun. And it is my choice for what I personally, like, no objective opinion, like, no, well, it did this for the, like, it's my favorite horror movie. Um, I... Remember seeing the trailer? It came out near the Super Bowl of last year, and I kind of was like, very intriguing. It's a very weird trailer. Um, just to let you know, if you are you know doing the audio and haven't seen the trailer, um, the first day it came out, I was probably just as confused as the people who can't even see it. Um, it's a v- very good trailer at you know not giving things away, which you know is a very big problem in movies today. And, um, I got to see it, like, in theaters in 4D, which is the kind of experience where, like, the seats are shaking and, like, 
during, like, cloudy stuff, they would have, like, a fog machine near the front of the screen that would go off. Um, a phenomenal experience. One of the best solo movie experiences I've had. Um, didn't, it wasn't my favorite at first, but it was one of those where I think, um, my favorite movies of each year are usually ones that, like, kind of don't start out as my favorite, but kind of just slowly linger in the back of my mind where I just, like, cannot stop thinking about it or thinking about seeing it. And there was, like, a time where, like, I desperately, like, needed to rewatch this. Um, I've seen it four times. Um, or... I've seen it four times. For I, I rewatched it for the fourth time for this episode. It does not get any worse. It gets better every single watch. Um, but I have to ask, what did you think of Nope? As a as a UFO enthusiast, what did you think of Nope? Honestly, I really liked it. It's not one of my favorite movies, though. <laughs> that is fair. I know. I know some people. It's not their thing. Um, and I can. I can. I can definitely respect that. Um. How do you think? Because you're an active, you know, believer in aliens and UFOs. How do you think it? like, represents that? Does it, like, live up to what you think UFOs and aliens would be like in real life, or does it go against your theories? I like that didn't make an alien cut and dry, like, oh, it's a, it's a scary alien. This is exactly what it looks like. It looks like the little weird things, and it's in a UFO. I like that they um made the actual, like, flying saucer the alien exactly like it kind of you know plays with people's expectations because like characters in the film think like oh it's just gonna be like little green guys with big eyes in the ship and in terms it's just like a basically just a confused animal at the end of the day where it like it's doing stuff just because of not out of like pure evil just because that's what it's doing to survive like it's not really the smartest creature. It's just doing what it can to get by. Um, like, if it's provoked. Um, because that's a very big theme with this movie, is, like, the treatment of animals. Like, that is... Um, I think what, what this movie does so well is it can be about a lot of things. Like, if you want to go from, like, what this movie's about, there is a lot of angles you could come at it with. Oh, yeah. But I think about the treatment of animals is probably the biggest one. Or second biggest. We'll we'll get into the biggest one in a second. But there's a bunch of talks of like how animals are used in movie sets and they're not like treated, you know, with the utmost respect and how you can't really look an animal in the eye. You have to like give them, you know, the like the right amount of attention and the right amount of care. Um, and then like I would say the biggest theme though is about the idea of spectacle. And I think it couldn't have come out at a better time because with the you know rise of social media, these kind of like big topics, like big, just insane, usually pretty violent, like things that happen, people are fascinated with them. You know? Like, if a shooting happens somewhere, that is all people are going to be talking about for like a few days, you know? It like, but like as, as soon as something tragic happens, like, people latch on to that. And then usually, like shown in this, 
capitalize off of it. As you can see with the Gordy's home incident, which um, I would say usually when I like read reviews and saw anything negative about it, it was about the monkey and the TV show. And it was just kind of people being confused of like, you know, why was it included in a movie about aliens? Um, to get people to get people caught up, um, one of the characters was a sitcom or was a um, movie star and specifically like the Asian stereotype movie star, similar to like Ki Hoi Kwan in um, Indiana Jones and the Goonies. And um, after like the like successful, I think it was a TV show or a movie. I can't remember what it was. Um, he got signed for the sitcom. I think it was a TV show. I think it was a TV show. It was like a sheriff, kid sheriff. Um, but then he got a, t a sitcom where like the big draw of it was it was like a normal family, but they had a monkey, um, that like lived with them. And one of the episodes, I think it was like season two. It's a birthday episode. One of the balloons popped, and like the monkey who was playing Gordy that day went off on like a, I wouldn't say a killing spree. Um, he only killed, like, two people, but, like, went on, like, a rage thing and killed, you know, killed the TV mom and dad, and that kind of, like, affects, um, the older Jupe, um, played by Steven Yun in the future, and as it's, um, brought up, how, um, it is also turned into an SNL, like, a fictional SNL skit, um, which probably would happen today. It would, I don't know, it would probably be, like, a year or two, but... Like, absolutely something about it would come up in an SNL skit. Um, and I think, you know, some people are kind of confused of, like, what's the point of having that in there? And I think it just kind of goes to the theme of just, like, we as humans are drawn to, like, the big, like, stories and the big new, like, really anything, like, just insane, like, violent, like, violence anywhere is always just... People obsess over it, you know? I agree, I agree. Um, very... Also, with the um, the Gordy's, Gordy's home, Yeah. I was just really confused on why he didn't kill the little boy. I was just so confused. Um, there's a few things. One, because maybe th there's been a lot of things. Um, and I'm going to rapid fire through some of the theories. One, because he had that um, thing of like the sheet over the table so they weren't making eye contact. Uh, maybe he recognized him from the show with, like, the fist bump. Uh, maybe, like, subconsciously, and I don't believe this one at all, but subconsciously understood that, like, as, like, an Asian kid, he was also being used similar to the monkey. Yeah. I think I think it's the sheet thing where he just wasn't making eye contact. That makes more sense. Um, okay. But, you know, he ends up using that as, like, a jumping point and kind of, like... He doesn't build his brand around it, but he kind of, like, that makes... He definitely makes money off of it. He, he makes a bunch of money off of it, of the tragedy. Um, and again, it's a big thing. I saw a movie last week called Videodrome, which I think I mentioned on an episode. It might be the one coming out tomorrow, where, like, again, people are just obsessed with these kind of things. Um, that's why I think, you know, horror movies are such, like, a big thing to get to, because, like, we go there most of the time with the horror movies for, like, the kills or the scares. Like, we, like, that's what we're looking for. Um, but speaking of the scares, um, I have gone on record in calling Annihilation the scariest movie I've ever seen, and I stand by it. But nope, 
has what I would, like, single-hand, like, no doubt in my mind, call the scariest scene in any movie I, like, any movie I've ever seen. Um, and spoilers, just, just, you know, if, well, it, if, if it's not already been said, it, like, it's not already implied, um, and that's the alien abduction scene near the middle of the film. Um, if, I, I don't believe I mentioned this on the podcast, I am very claustrophobic. I do not like tight spaces, like, um, there, you know, you know those things by, like, houses where, like, the plastic, like, tubes and, like, ditches? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Talking a little bit. Um, there's those things, and those things terrify me. If if people know what I'm talking about, but it's like being like so tied up where you cannot move anything, you know, like that terrifies me. Like even though it is not a possibility at all, um, being buried alive, I think is just absolutely horrifying, on so many levels. Um. But just the losing of the oxygen is what yeah, scares me. Like, like you can't slowly move, not you being able to breathe. Is you can't get out terrifying. of it. It's like not even an instant death. You're just like off. It's terrible. And this movie has a very not similar scene to being very live. But you know what I'm talking about. So um Steven Young's character, Jupe, um, like notices the alien before the movie takes place. And he um Begins to feed horses. And gets, like, trained. Or what he thinks was trained. Um, until one day the alien sucks up a big plastic horse. And it kind of gets, like, stuck in that, like, windpipe. Like, the digestive system. And then he just kind of goes... The alien... I'm gonna call... I call it a he. Um, it, I guess. Uh, It goes crazy. Like, it doesn't really know what to do. It's like... Um, and it goes over to this group of people who are what, um, so, like, Jupes holding, like, this big thing of, like, oh my goodness, it's, like, a big spectacle, you're gonna, it's gonna be, like, blow your mind. And there's a good bit of people here, I'd say, like, 20 people, 20, 25, and the alien comes up, and it sucks them all up, and you get this, like, 10 second shot of, like, people going up this, like, tube, and it's, like, orange, and it's slimy, and it's just... And, okay, so I think, you know, one, obviously being claustrophobic, you know, contributed to it. But again, like I said, I was in a 4D theater, so my seats were shaking. Um, and I felt nauseous for the next ten minutes after that scene. Um, where it was just me having to calm myself down. Um, you know, like one of those things where you have to, like, tell yourself it's just a movie... Because, like, I was, like, not, like, horrified, but I'm, like, oh, my gosh, that could happen to me. That's terrifying. No, it's, like, that's, like, one of my biggest fears on in a theater, and it was just terrifying, you know? Dude, I was just uncomfortable the whole time. It was just such an uncomfortable thing to watch. Absolutely. And, like, while you're seeing, I think, what I think is really good horror, and this is just me, like, I don't think everyone's going to share the same sentiment but for me, I find the scariest things to happen in movies, like, the things we can't see. Like, the things we don't really get full ideas of. Where we have to let our imagination, like, piece together things. Like, that is way more terrifying. Um, because, like, whatever as terrifying as what happened to them was, like, you know, awful. Our minds creating, like, what was really, ha- like, 
what we think was happening to them in that process, mixed with, like, the screams that we heard in the background, is so much worse than if they showed us, like, the full dissection, you know, disposed, like, it wouldn't be nearly as scary. But we have to make mm-hmm. our own inferences of, like, what's, like... Because we don't really get much besides, like, the just pulling them up. And it is awful. Um, again, like, I was shaking in a theater. And not and not just because of the seats were shaking, but, like, I like my hands were, like... Um, so, like, the scene after where, um... AOJ was going to, like, retrieve the horse, like, the right after. I could not breathe, and I just had to use that to, like take deep breaths. I have never had a movie, like, impact me that much. I mean, like, I could not, like, physically move. It was such a unique experience, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that contributed to this being my favorite horror movie, and my favorite movie of last year. I will I will throw that one in the mix. Um, Where, like, it like just affected me. And then, you know, for weeks on end, after I saw it, did not stop thinking about this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's also, you know, horror movies aren't always the, you know, most strategically directed, but this movie, like, looks beautiful. Um, and I'm not sure how they did it. I don't, like, have a full understanding, but they have the... So, I don't know if you know this, but every mm-hmm. scene that takes place during the night was filmed in the day. What? Every scene, like, that is during night, like, when they're outside at night, that's filmed in the day. Like, in broad sunlight. Why? I don't... I, th- I guess there's a reason. Well, I guess it makes it easier to, like, see the characters, you know? That's you, true. You have that light, and then you just, I I don't know how they did it. And made it night because it looks flawless from that perspective. Um, I would like to say um, this movie got extremely snubbed at the Oscars. It did not get a single nomination, which, you know, the Oscars have always, you know, had a history of making the wrong decisions. And this was one of them for, like, so many... Like things, I think it could have gotten an actress for Kiki Palmer, who plays um, Emerald Haywood, and she is phenomenal in this movie. Um, so incredible! Like her energy is fantastic. I love Emerald. Um, but like nothing for the cinematography, nothing for the score. The music is so good in this movie. Um, yeah, like I think you know, there's always a history of horror movies getting left out of the Oscars. Um, I believe there have only been five movies, um, horror movies, that have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm going to, um, check on that to make sure I did not get that wrong. Six. I was wrong. Six. Um, and that... close. And that was The Exorcist, Jaws... Um, The Science of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, Black Swan, and same director as Nope, um, Get Out, are the only horror movies to ever be nominated um, for an Oscar. Um, And again, so like, you know, most of the Academy, when they choose what to nominate, 
horror movies are never at the top of that list. Like, ever. Um, like, it is very rare for a horror movie to receive, like, widespread, like, Academy appreciation. Um, yeah. Which stinks, because, like, you know, they're not always the best produced. Like, you're never going to expect Barbarian to get, like, nominated for a single thing. It would have been hilarious. I would have lost my mind. The best picture. Best picture, Barbarian. I That would have been the best morning of my life. I would have cried. I, I'd be like, oh my god. Actually, let's t- I take that back. I would not even know because I don't watch oh, yeah. the Oscars. I don't even know if they're going to happen this year. Like, I've been, like, so caught up in, like, preparing and, like, predicting what was going to get nominated. Like, I with the strike, though, I have heard, I have read... The actor strike may be finally coming to an end. Hopefully. I really hope so. Because um, recently, I forgot to mention this in like my you know pre-movie talking thing. Um, the Snow White live-action remake and the next Pixar movie, Elio, have both been delayed till 2025. Um, we will, uh, I will say, uh, next episode we will record, we might talk about the Snow White remake because you are... Having a face right now. Um, I have a lot to say. You have a lot to say. I guess. I feel like everyone I does. I just don't want to get canceled. I don't. I don't feel like that's gonna happen. I think we can both say it's not gonna be a good movie. I think we can both. Um, I would like to before we go back into Nope say a take that I heard like a few days ago, and it's like you know all these like you know live action remakes are like taking these animated movies and bringing them into the real world, you know, but like ninety percent of them are. CGI. So it's like not even like what's the point? I liked Maleficent because it showed a different viewpoint and it did yeah. something different. Like it wasn't just like it was Sleeping Mal- Beauty. Maleficent worked. I think the Jungle Book worked because it like actively did something new with the story, like it added stuff to it. But after that, like you can have one that you're like, oh, it's not that bad, but like none of them have a reason to exist. There were so many Cinderellas. We did not. We need did not need another fifty C- Cinderellas. It's like it would have been cool, and I and again, I promise we'll go back to Nope. If they would have taken these movies, like re-release them, that's fine because it gives these like younger people a chance to see them. Like you know, they can't because um, like what they're getting now is like Strange World and Wish or whatever the heck. But if they like re-released them in like a different kind of animation, like. Do something interesting with it, like, make it, like, look visually new. Like, like what the Spider-Verse movies are doing. Like, make them look cool. Do not do live action. None of us, like, Tangled, Tarzan, Frozen, Princess and the Frog, all getting live action remakes. What's the point? Like, it, it makes me angry, because, like, that is all Disney has, like, everyone working on. Because, like, their, like, animated movies are not getting in like do not get any um publicity they don't get any marketing like have you seen marketing for the Disney movie wish I've seen just a few yeah like it's just no one's gonna know it's gonna come out like it's gonna show up and then all you're gonna hear about it is it lost like 20 million dollars or like so many mon- much money at the box office. That's all you're going to hear of it. It's just going to be a joke. Because that happened to the last movie, Strange World. No one cares about that movie. It kind of just got shuffled under the rate. I mean, granted, it wasn't that good. But it 
<laughs> got shuffled under the radar. Like, they just kind of pushed it under. But Little Mermaid, that was everywhere. You could not turn without seeing it. You know? Uh, but back to Nope. Um, it was really good, you know? Like, I would give a, th I would give a strong thumbs up with this movie, you know? Um, but no, seriously, it just was, I think, it's, calling it my favorite horror movie seems weird, because, like, I, I hate putting, like, recent movies in, like, my favorite of all time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm doing it a service to the film world for not having a movie from, like, the 1940s as my favorite movie, but I have, like, a movie from, like, four years ago as my favorite. It just feels weird, you know? Like... Calling Oppenheimer one of my favorite movies of all time just feels wrong. Because I'm like, it just came out. Like, I don't... Um, But Nope is is in my top 20. I would say top 20. I don't have a top list. Because it just got so convoluted. And I just did not... Not yet. I did not feel like keeping up with it. Because I just have too many movies I've given five stars now. I just can't keep track with it. But Nope is up there. Absolutely. I mean, obviously... Um, I have seen it four times, um, because it is a masterpiece. I can't, oh no, I watched it, so yeah, I watched it obviously in theaters, and then I watched it last year when it came out on digital, then I watched it, um, this July, a few months ago, because me and my friend had, like, a conversation, because she did not like this movie, um, and I got, like, to talking about it, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna rewatch it, and I rewatched it, and then... For this podcast, even though, like, unlike Scream and Annihilation, where I'm like, I kind of have to watch it just so I can, like, remember things, I didn't need to. Like, I, I, like I'm like, I feel like after the three times I watched it, I have a good idea of what happens and what to talk about. But I was like, I, I mean, it gives me, like, a reason to. Um, just, I just think so well done. Also... Um, Jordan Peele, the director, um, you know, obviously was a f part of the famous Kim Peele comedy group, the TV show. Um, he's also responsible for Get Out and Us, both fantastic movies. Um, but if, if the actor strike does not push movies so far back, his, uh, fourth movie will be coming out next December. And I am extremely excited, there's nothing, like, no casting... No, like, title, no anything about this movie, but it is already my most anticipated movie for next year. Like, I am, it comes out, you know, Christmas weekend, which is awesome. I really hope it's, like, a holiday movie. That would be awesome. Um, Christmas horror movies are always really fun. Um, you don't get them ever, but those are pretty exciting. It, it is really nice to get, like, a, a holiday-themed horror movie. Obviously, we have the upcoming Thanksgiving which um, I think we will be seeing as a part of my all-day-at-the-movies thing, which is just getting more complicated because, like, there are so many movies coming out, like, those two weeks. That is, like, really difficult. Plus, Only Wish is one that's, like, currently, like, has showtimes for that day. Um, right now, my plans are to see Wish, the new Nicolas Cage movie Dream Scenario, um, the movie Saltburn, Thanksgiving, and Napoleon, and we will see how that, you know, ends up. I have 
um, the soccer movie Next Goal Wins. I have Trolls World or Band Together that might be thrown in there. I have no idea <laughs> what that funny. day looks like, except that I will be seeing a movie at 10 in the morning and not leaving that theater till about midnight. That's all I know. Um, I will be planning this very soon, and then we will have probably, I plan on having a bonus episode just with me talking about it. I am preparing to make a YouTube video about it, which will be very fun, about my experience. Um, <laughs> I saw a movie last week, or two weeks ago, um, called Anatomy of a Fall, which I have, I have talked about on this podcast. Um, and But like when I left that theater, it slowly hit me that being there all day was going to be a lot um, cause like in your head, if you're not actually at the theater, I'm like, it doesn't seem that bad just sitting down and watching movies for a few hours. Like, that's not bad at all. You're actually in that theater and you te like fully let it sink in. It is terrifying, but I'm going to do it anyways, because as I've said, there's way too many things coming out that those two weekends, like the weekend before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, way too much. Um, so it's just easier to knock them out in one day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm very, I'm very excited. It's gonna be a fun Saturday. Uh, I've been talking it up, gotten a bunch of concerned looks, but I'm gonna have a good time. <laughs> like, oh, like it's a bunch of concerned looks. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be spending twelve hours in a theater. No, I do not look like a sane per or sound like a sane person in that scenario. I cannot. Like, there's no way I can justify it to like for me to come out like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I I can never do that. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Um, I will let the, you know, listeners, you know, know more once I know more. Again, because I have no idea what movies I will actually be seeing. I think Wish and Th I think Wish and Thanksgiving are the only locks where the, they have not... Like, I have, um, I believe four drafts of different movies to see. And those are the only two that have, like, remained. Of, like, those have not moved. They will not move. I will be seeing both of those, for sure. Whatever the other ones will be. It's all to come. Um, we'll be actually at the same theater I saw Nope in, um, which I believe you've... Have you been to that theater? The one I Maybe. sent you? It is easily the nicest theater in my surrounding area. I've seen a bunch of movies there. I've had, like... I saw Glass Onion there, which I still say is my favorite theater experience. Nothing has gotten better than Glass Onion. Um, I will be seeing the new, um, Priscilla movie there, um, next week, which I am very excited about. It is just, it's really nice. They got reclining seats in the theater. Like, it is really nice. Um, I think it was my, I think Nope was my first movie at that theater. Um, it was a good experience. I had to talk, like, talk my mom into letting me, um, cause, like, from my house, it's about an hour away, but from my grandparents' house, it's about 25 minutes, so I ended up just spending the night with them and you know, seeing it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like I'm just, like, rambling on because, I mean, I feel like the problem with this is I've already talked about Nope so much outside of the podcast that I've gotten here, and I'm like, I feel like I've said everything. Um... I don't, I am still questioning why the, like, 
alien like unfolded itself near the end of the movie. Uh, it, it was just, so weird. It was like a scare tactic or something, I think. Like a way of getting the upper hand or something. Or like, oh no. No, no, no. Because it got like all messed up. Like it was like out of sorts because it ended up like inhaling the barbed wire. That the guy that uh mm-hmm. I would special shout out to Brandon Perea who plays um Angel Torres in this movie. This is like his first like breakout performance and he is so good. He is so funny in this movie. Um I re- I really hope he has like a big career after this cuz I I've I enjoyed him so much in this movie. Um but like the the I can, I cannot even describe the true form of the alien in this movie. Like there is no good way to describe it. It's just very big, very um Lovecraftian is the word I would, you know, use for it. Like it's not really like I guess it was like a set shape, but it's like so it's like a huge thing that's like, you know, pretty hard to you know, comprehend it. Um very interesting design. Um, I dug it. I remember, like, a few weeks before I saw it, I was, like, you know, in my mind, I'm, like, you know, it's got to have, like, a twist. And I didn't I didn't really know. I remember reading a theory that the aliens, their thing, was they were going to turn human into horses. Like, that was, like, a, a theory I had read, like, weeks before it. And, like, I went to this, like, I was, like, I have to know because, like, are there aliens in it? I still, like, went into it, like, thinking, I was like, oh, there's aliens in this ship. Like, the aliens are gonna come down. Because in the trailer, um, because I forgot to bring up this in scene, um, the, the scene with the kids in the costumes was in the trailer, and that everyone kind of collected, we were like, oh, those are the aliens. Those are the aliens. Because all you could see is, like, the top of the head, and, like, a mm-hmm. part of the eye, we're like, oh, those are, those are, that that's the aliens, that's what they're gonna look like. Um, that scene is fantastic. It is also really creepy, like, how the kids are moving, but it's really funny when you, like, know what's gonna happen. Um, and I I watched, I also listened to another podcast about the movie, and I think, uh, I don't think, they said that, like, I think, they think, like, and I agree with it, that what this scene is really doing is, like, showing that this director could make this kind of movie. Like, he could just make, like, little alien dudes. Like, he could have done that, and it would have been really good. But, you know, instead, he did something, you know, completely unique. He did something very different than most, like, alien movies. Um, and it it definitely paid off. Like, I, I, obviously, you didn't love the movie. Um... But I have not seen a person hate this movie. Like, actively despise it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, because I would call this, and I think it's very safe to say, I would call this a blockbuster. Like, very big in scope, you know, good bit of visual effects, like, very like very big. It would have been a big movie back in, like, the 70s or 80s, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, this would have been the biggest movie of the year. Um... But it's a blockbuster. It's not like a Marvel blockbuster. It's like something to say. It's very smart. Like, there's... I think... Because, like, there's obviously some things that, like... Now with the entertainment business of, like... 
director's not really getting full say. Like, they don't get to do their entire vision, because, like, they have to live up to the studio. Because, you know, like it or not, and most people do not like this, the film industry is a business now. More so than it was, you know, back in the 70s or 80s, where, like, you know, the biggest movies of the year were, like, mid-budget movies and, like, um, but you rarely see directors, like, have, like, this is exactly what was in their mind. They didn't have any director or any producer, like, say, ah, oh, we can't do this or can we change this. But this feels like this was exactly everything he wanted to do. Like, it did not mm-hmm. feel like he was held back at all, which is extremely impressive for a director who is only three movies in. Like, you, it's very rare to get that kind of just... Let him do what he wants to do. Because um, usually when you do that, it's directors that are, like, really down. Like, not down, but, like, have already made a good bit of movies and then get to, like, just do one for the heck of it. Um, one big example is the director James Wan, who got really big with the Conjuring movies and the Insidious movies and then did a bunch of blockbusters. He did Fast and Furious 7 and he did um, the two Aquaman movies. But since he did that, and they both made, like, billions of dollars, and since he, you know, did that, um, the the studio ended up just saying, all right, you've made all this money for us, here's some money, here's, a f- like, few dozen million dollars, go do whatever you want. And he made a movie called Malignant from 2021, which, have you seen Malignant? Nope. Watch, I don't, we will not be covering on the podcast anytime soon. You, I think you'll really like Malignant. Um, that it, does not sound very it is nice. What, you gave a very evil smile when you said what, that. It is what Barbarian got compared to a lot when it came out. Like, it's one which, luckily for you, because you never had this problem, do not get spoiled on Malignant. Like, at all. Like, what happens in that final act is insane, and getting it spoiled or getting it described is a complete disservice. you got to watch. Like, watch it tomorrow for Halloween. It is a ton of fun, and it is crazy that this man got, like, 50... What's it on? I think it's on Max. I believe it is on Max. Interesting. I'm I'm going to check as we speak. I'm going to see how to spell it, because I don't know how to spell it. Yeah, it it is on Max. Um, It is is just not the best horror movie. Um, I do, but I, I will promise... I won't promise you, but I do understand that if I'm, like, the first act... You're not really into it. Like, you're like, it's not that exciting. you got to stick with it. Like, I Oh, I see this thing right here. Oh, just, that doesn't have anything to do with that. Alrighty. So, you got to watch it. I think you'll have a fun time. Um, But, like, you know, with, with Nope, it just kind of feels like he got all this... He got a good bit of budget. He got, you know, full director freedom. And it worked out because, like, it just feels, like, so unique compared, like, because people have done Alien movies before. Two of, or this is the third movie for Halloween. Third in a row, actually, for the Halloween Spooktober stuff. We have covered an Alien movie. Um, you're coming after my worst fear and you're making me realize it's not that big of a fear. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I, I didn't even consider that because it sounds selfish. But when I chose these movies... I chose stuff I could talk about, if that makes sense. Like, I knew Annihilation, mm-hmm. The Thing, Nope, and then the next episode, 
were not going to be difficult at all to talk about with me. Um, over the next few weeks, or our new episodes, it'll be stuff that it'll be my first time watching, which will be very exciting. Because um, with the other episodes, I, these are all have been rewatches. Like, these are all ones I have been familiar with. I've all, like, got all my stuff for it. Like, I already knew what to talk about. But, like, the first episode in November, completely new watch for me. Um, very similar to how you feel with some of these episodes. Um, so it'll be a very exciting experience. But I, I just, I have been meaning to do a Nope episode for a while. Um, besides, like, the obvious Knives Out in the room, it's the one I have so desperately tried to push for an episode. In, like, this and episodic cinema. Um, so, I've been, you know, just dying to talk about it. Um, because this is just, you know, uh, just, again, my favorite horror movie. Um, which, you know, completely goes against your favorites, because this is not found footage in any way, you know. Because, like, found footage movies, what makes them so unique and, like, so interesting is because they're usually pretty cheap to make, you know? Like, Blair Witch, mm -hmm. a lot of that budget just went into marketing. Like, it probably did not cost a lot to direct it and, like, film it. Um, and then this movie... How how much was the budget? I have to look this up. How much was the note budget? It, it had to have been a lot. Um, but like, I still have yet to see... I don't think I've seen a found footage horror movie. Um, it had a budget of $65 million. Um, it's very interesting. So his first movie, Get Out. Have you seen Get Out at all? I don't think so. No. Have you seen Us? The movie Us from 2019. Oh, was that the movie about, like, the... The duplicates? The people. Yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen it. Also have an episode on that on Episodic Cinema on Us. But um, Get Out was made for um, $4.5 million. Us was made for $20 million, And Nope was made for $68 million. So if we if we take this kind of like rise seriously, um, his fourth movie should probably be like a Marvel blockbuster. That's what we're like, you know. You know that's what we're probably dealing with here. Like probably not. It'll probably stay on a very similar budget to Nope. Um, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I don't really know what he's gonna do next. Cause like. You look at Get Out, which is a very, like, I think it's the closest he'd done to, like, a th less of a horror, more of a thriller. But that's, like, a, you know, not, to, I'm not going to spoil that movie, but, like, and then you look at Us, and you look at Nope, and they're just all completely different movies. They're, like, each threat, like, the threats in Get Out are just people, and threats in Us are, like, people, but mirrored like you know and then and then he went from like humans are the villain to giant alien ship in nope where i i really do not know where he could go next um i would like so back in july of 2021 
on, I believe his Instagram, or it was the Nope Instagram, um, he posted the poster and the main cast of the film. Um, it was July 22nd, 2021, an exact year before the movie came out. And since we are very close to December, if the strike is over, I'm, I'm very much hoping he will do that again. Um, all it was, um, in terms of the poster, was a cloud with, like, a, not ribbon, but it was, like, the thing of, like, I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the nope. kite thing, like, on a string? I can't, I'm not doing a good job explaining it. But it was that out of the cloud, and it was over, like, a little town. Um, and obviously people, like, correctly identified that, hey, that's a UFO. But that's all we got from July up until, I believe, March about the movie. Probably. There may have been more that came out about the movie, but that was not in a time where I was directly following every single movie update as I am now. Um, like, whenever a cast is, like, made or, like, someone's added or, like, a movie's in production, I am there. Um, recently, and by recently, I mean, like, two hours ago, announced a sequel to the horror movie It Follows, um, which I have not seen yet. I have heard is really great, um, so I'm very excited to see what they do with the sequel, because I think it's very similar to one we saw called Talk to Me, which, like, the idea of it, even if it doesn't, I've heard, I think the main actress is coming back, but even if it doesn't follow the same character, there is so much they can do with the idea where, like, a sequel just makes sense, you know? Like, the idea of, like, a second talk to me makes sense because, mm -hmm. like, there is so much you can do with that that'll make it, like, really interesting. So I'm very, um, very excited to see what, um, the directors do with Talk To Me. Um, it's, a uh, the number two instead of T.O. Um, speaking of horror sequels or, or horror spinoffs, um, there was an idea in the back of my mind, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but, like, if his next movie is, like, a spinoff of Nope. You know? Because there mm -hmm. are some things, you have not watched the trailer, obviously, you do not watch many trailers. I don't watch a lot. Yeah. Um, where there are other scenes, like, there are scenes where, um, there's more of the Gordy's home stuff. Like, apparently, the, um, mom had a stalker. Like, there was, there, there was, like, that whole subplot. I think that stalker character ended up being the one that shooted Gory. Gordy, I meant. Shot Gordy. Oh, Gordy. Shot Gordy. Not shooted Gordy. I don't know what was happening with my English there. Um, but, like, there's more, I think, with the ideas, like, with this movie, like, what if there's more UFO or more creatures? Like, that would be, I doubt it. I, I think he'll do... Another original movie, which is awesome. You know, keep making original movies. Those are great. Um, you know, Disney should a absolutely take notes from Jordan Peele. Make more original movies. Honestly, Disney should just make more horror movies, you know? Like, they need to expand. Because, like, their last quote-unquote horror movie was from July, and it was the new Haunted Mansion. Um, mm -hmm. And that movie's bad. It's, like, really bad. I, I, I did not like that movie. But, like, they don't really make horror movies ever. And I feel like that's just, like, an untapped industry. 
Because there's there's good, easy ways to do, like, kid horror movies. Like, you look at Coraline, or, like, Corpse Bride. Like, those movies are technically for kids, but specifically Coraline can be very creepy. Um, you know, but, like, Disney does not make horror movies. Like, they try to um, market to, like, the lowest common age possible. Like, they are marketing to infants. Uh, and I think at this point, they're marketing to, like, the same thing that Illumination, the creator of the Minions, are marketing to. Where it's like, a parent really just wants a break from their kids, and the easiest way to do that is just drag them to the movies. And what better thing to see than just the Little Mermaid? Like, just, it gets, like, them free for, like, two hours. Um... Yeah, Disney Disney is, you know, known for playing it safe. Um, but if they ever made a horror movie, I would be skeptical, but I would be I would be very happy. Um, because, again, I've said this, I think, a million times on this podcast already. The best thing about horror is obviously you have your Halloweens and your Friday 13th and your Saw series. But more than, like, more than other genres, you get original movies. You know? It's like, with Nope, you can make comparisons to Jaws or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I have not seen that one, so that could be just a completely wrong um, comparison. But, like, it is an original movie. Like, it's not based off a book. It's not based off a TV show. or It's not a sequel to anything. And, again, it makes it just so much more impressive. You know? Um, it really does. Because, like, this is just something that he had in his head, you know? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I just wish I got more from, like, the alien. It would be so yeah. much... I wanted more. Like, I left that movie. I didn't really leave, but I finished he the movie it. wanting more. Um, I was just like, bro, I need more. There's, supposedly, there's, like, a four-hour cut, which I would eat up. I would watch that four more times. Um, I doubt we'll ever get it, unfortunately. Um, because there was also, like, a rumored four-hour version of, um, the Elvis movie from last year. Bruh, which what? would be, I have not mentioned before, Elvis was the most difficult theater, like, movie theater experience of my life. Really? Like those, Why? It, it was, like, two hours and 45 minutes long. It felt like I was in there for two days. Like, it felt oh. so long in that theater. Which is why, um, not to spoil anything, but our upcoming podcast episodes will be ones relating to upcoming movies of, like, that week. Um, we were, I was originally thinking about doing an Elvis podcast for this weekend. Could not, I don't think I could physically watch that movie again. It is, um, a lot of a movie. It is doing the most... Like, the idea of doing too much was, like, thrown out the window the first day of writing with this movie. Um, which makes it funnier, because there's a person I follow on the, you know, movie-watching app. Um, and obviously, the people listening in will not be able to see this. You will be able to see this. Of how many times this person I followed watched Elvis... Oh my lord, that's I, like over 12. 40 times, I believe. 
Two hours and 45 minutes, might I add. Um, literally almost every single day. It's twice in a day once. Multiple times. I could barely sit through it once. Like, once was too much for me. I could not. That's why I will not ever, you know, I could not cover this again. Because it's just, that episode would be two hours, it would be longer than the actual movie. I, um, meanwhile, yeah, Nope was, again, one of the best theater experiences of my life. Um, because I, I have said that the best movie theater experiences come from watching it with a person. Yeah. Like you look at Glass Onion and Megan and Barbarian, um, like all the best ones, and they have all been with like a family or a friend, um, but not Nope. Um, I saw Nope by myself, and it was still up there as one of the best theater experiences. Um, and that may be because I watched it in 4D. I also saw a re-release of Spider-Man No Way Home in 4D. Um, I have not done a four. I was gonna see the new Indiana Jones. In 4D, but that those plans ended up getting cancelled. Unfortunately, I watched it normally, and that movie is weird. Um, but I, w- I want to see it. I would wish, I hope one day, maybe when the fourth movie comes out, it gets re-released in theaters, because I would love to see it again in like a big screen. Um, yeah, so any any closing thoughts about Nope that you would like to you know mention? I wanted more. That is that's is fair. It it for horror, like horror movies are known for being pretty short. Like you see you rarely see one past the 2 hour mark. I think this is about 2 hours and 15 minutes. Um but honestly, if the if the biggest problem with a movie is that you wanted more, you know, it's still it's a pretty good movie, you know. Um but yeah, go watch Nope. I believe it is on Prime Video. Um, if you watch Nope, uh, please DM me and tell me what you think, because I would love to talk more about it. Um, and thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back later, um, with an episode tomorrow that ends off our horror movie month.